Hi, g'day and welcome. My name's Scott Gibbons and this show is called On The Road. Oh, it's fabulous to be on the road with you. And if you're out on the road, oh, aren't you lucky? <laughs> because news is coming through that some of the borders might be closing again. Maybe, we don't know. Uh, you know, there's little bits of COVID running around here and there. But, but we've got total assurance from every state government and, and the federal government saying that Santa Claus is still allowed to come. So if Santa Claus is still allowed in, it's a good world. Good world. So where are we going this week? Well, what's And what's this show all about? Well, the show is called On The Road, which means that we get out there and we get to see Australia. We get to see some of those little parts that, you know, maybe you haven't been to yet or maybe you want to go back to. And the best part is that if you've got a caravan or a motorhome or a camper trailer or a tent or even the backseat of your car where you can have a little sleep, then that's what this show is all about. It's called On The Road. So you get on the road, you go out and see Australia. And the best part is we do this each week for you so that you can come with us. Now, where are we going this week? Well, this week, one of the places we're going to go to, because there's a selection of places we're going to go to, and we also give you the hints about what's happening in the RV community. The RV community being the recreational vehicle. It's just a short term, so you don't have to say caravan and motorhome and camper trailer and tents. It's just RV, nice and easy. <laughs> so where are we going to go this week? Well, we're going to go to Narra Court Caves, in South Australia, Narracourt, N-A-R-A-C-O-O-R-T-E, Narracourt Caves, N-A-R-A-C-O-O-R-T-E. Oh, what a place, what a place. If you want to go somewhere good, I'm going to put this on my list. I'm going to put it on my list. Now, you don't just see the caves. This is called the Limestone Coast. It's in South Australia, southeast. You're about three and a half, less than four hours from Adelaide. So it's nice and easy to get to. But you've got the turquoise waters of Blue Lake. Now, Blue Lake, and there's reasons it's called Blue Lake, and the, and the colour of that blue will change with different seasons through the year, but Blue Lake is something you've got to check out. The Umphiston Sinkhole. Oh, you've got to check that out too. That's an underground oasis. And then you've got the crystal clear waters of the Piccaninny Ponds. Now, if you're going to go and swim in the Piccaninny Ponds, and you can, you've got to book in, you've got to book in, but if you're going to go swim there, I would suggest to you, take yourself along a wetsuit, because the waters there are beautiful, they're crystal, they're absolutely pristine, but they're chilly-billy, <laughs> a little bit chilly, so make sure you take yourself a wetsuit along, and then you've got some wineries, so if you're into wine, oh, now what you would do before you go into a winery nowadays, if you've got to check out who owns that winery, because it might be in Australia, but is it Chinese-owned or is it Australian-owned? So if it's Australian-owned, we go in and we can buy and we can do all the things. If it's Chinese-owned, that's up to you, but I won't be buying this. And there's there's so many websites that you can check out now, um, Australian-owned, Australian-made, that sort of thing. So if you go onto or Facebook pages, Australian-owned, Australian-made, that sort of. So if you go on, you can check out with them which ones, and you can sign up, do all the things, it's free, but you can find out from them which ones are Australian-owned. Oh, I'll tell you, there's a lot that aren't. <laughs> there's a lot that aren't. Now, the Narracourt Caves National Park. You're just going to take a step back in time. Like you're going to step back about, oh, maybe 500,000 years, if you reckon you can do that. So you put on your paleontologist hat, you take a road trip, as I say, about three and a half hours from Adelaide, and then you get to view firsthand Australian megafauna. Now, Australian megafauna, what, what is megafauna? Well, some time ago, like about half a million years ago, we had big things. You know how we have uh, the, the, the big sheep and the big pineapple and the big mango and whatnot? Well, these were, these were big, natural animals major big stuff, like you had kangaroos that make kangaroos. The big kangaroo today looks like a puppy. Looks like a tiny little puppy compared to the kangaroos there. They had wombats, like giant wombats. You know the little cute little wombat that waddles along now and you used to watch him on TV, the wombat? Well, these things were, like if you've got a six-foot-tall person or a 180-centimetre-tall person, these things were that tall, but then in the dimensions of a wombat. Oh, massive, massive. So what's the good thing about the Narracourt Caves? Well, it's one of only 19 UNESCO World Heritage listed places in Australia. In fact, I think it's the only one 
in South Australia. So, you know, it, that, that's a good thing to go and do. So you've got, there's the new rooftop loop walk, a rooftop. Now, you can explore some of the caves. I think there's four of them that you can explore, but there's a rooftop loop walk which provides universal access for people of all ages and abilities to enjoy the fascinating underground world of the Narracourt Cave. So it's an 850-metre rooftop walk. It's been strategically placed with viewing platforms that provide a glimpse inside the caves and even let you witness bats flying in and out of their underground home. So there you go. So it links... The, the Wanambi Fossil Centre with the Bat Observation Centre, the Bat Cave. Oh, we should have some music going there for the Bat Cave. <laughs> Do the Bat Cave! And the Blanche Cave. And there's plenty of history and there's fun facts and you'll learn so much along the way. But you, you'll witness the colony of the endangered southern bent wing bats. So you, there's about 30,000 odd of them, even though they're endangered, there's 30,000 odd of them, but they're, they're, they are, they're critically endangered. The bat cave is only one of only two known breeding places for the species in the world. So uh, you, you can learn firsthand why UNESCO made this a heritage listed site. I think that's pretty terrific. There's 28 known caves in the park, but four of them are open to the public. So you can go underground, you can do a tour and you'll see why they deserve this special accolade. You can visit the Wanambi Fossil Centre and the Victoria Fossil Cave, the megafauna. I was telling you about the megafauna. Now, they became extinct about 50,000 years ago. But what happened was they had, they had uh, holes, if you will, or openings in the caves that the, these giant animals would fall into. And then their skeletons became fossilised. And, and then what they've done is they've been able to... Um, bring some of them together and know what they look like and they've got models of some and they've created skeletons of others and, oh, yeah. But when you see the giant wombat, <laughs> huge, mammoth, giant, large, <laughs> all of that. But the limestone coast is wonderful. So you've got, you've got the wineries, as we mentioned, and you've got the caves and you've got so many other things. So don't forget, you can do you can do, you know, if you want to go to one of the, the you know, the Piccaninny or whatever and, and have a swim, you know, get involved, do, do all those things. Oh, fabulous. So you'll do it. And I reckon we should deserve, you do deserve a Ripper Christmas. Does everybody deserve it? I think we do deserve a Ripper Christmas. So why don't we have a little song now, which is, we wish you a Ripper Christmas. This is from Bucko and Champs. We only try and play Australian music on the show. We only try and play Australian. So this is an Aussie song. We wish you a ripper Christmas, Bucko and Champs. But in the meantime, all you've got to do is just get out there and have a great time. So this show is called On the Road. My name's Scott Gibbons. If you want to, oh, here's a good idea for you. If you know somebody and you think, oh, they've got everything, what can I give them for Christmas? You don't even have to buy them anything. Just go onto our website, which is ontheroadmedia.com.au. You've got all the podcasts there. You can download those for them. You can just give them the link, whatever you want to do. And let them, so if they're in the caravan or motorhoming or camper trailing or just sleeping in the back of the car or whatever it be, but as long as they love Australia, just give them access to the show. And you can do that via Spotify if you want to or on our website, ontheroadmedia.com.au. But in the meantime, hey, let's have a bit of a, we wish you a ripper Christmas buck on champs. Here it comes. Uh, you enjoy that. I reckon you will. Christmas roast, then hitch up the caravan and shoot down the coast. We wish you a ripper Christmas, a full or ripper Christmas, a dead set ripper Christmas, and a snappy new year. Great prezzies we bring, all wrapped up with string. They're not very expensive, but they're interesting. We wish you a full ball. And a sappy new year
Candles alight and faces so bright. We'll sing lots of carols long into the night. We wish you a ripper Christmas. Ripper Christmas. Ripper Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll hang up the holly. Be cheerful and jolly. And fill up our tum tums with lolly after lolly. We wish you a ripper Christmas, a full bore ripper Christmas, a dancing ripper Christmas, and a snappy new year, and a snappy We wish you a Merry Christmas. And we do wish you a Merry Christmas. We do. Hope you get all the things that you want from Santa. And if you don't get them now, just write it down for your list for next year. Where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? Northern Territory, I would reckon. Now, I was talking to Brad. I met Brad oh, about a week and a half ago now. And I said, Brad, and Brad's got a four-wheel drive and he's got all the gear on there. I said, Brad, where's your favourite part to go to? And he said, you really want to know? I said, absolutely. He said, Arnhem Land, the Coburg Peninsula the Garig Gunak Balu National Park. In fact, when I said to him, where's your favourite spot? He said, the Garig Gunak Balu. And I really didn't know what it was. Doing. So I've, I've done some homework for you. After talking to Brad, Brad told me all about it because it sounds sensational. So Coburg Peninsula, C-O-B-O-U-R-G Peninsula, the Garig, G-A-R-I-G, Gunak, G-U-N-A-K, Balu, B-A-R-L-U, National Park. It's in the Northern Territory. It's in Arnhem Land. Oh, now it's the perfect place. And he was telling me, he said it's the perfect place. Of all the places he's ever been, this is the one he wants to go back to. But, you know, he said, keep it a bit of a secret, so we're not going to tell too many people, are we? But the National Park, it's perfect for trekking, for bird watching, for walking, for fishing, for boating. Oh, if you're into photography, oh, he reckons this is the ace place because it's an extensive park and it includes the entire peninsula so the surrounding waters of the Arafura Sea and the Van Diemen Gulf and some of the neighboring islands and you discover a mosaic of sandy beaches and dunes and associated coastal grasslands and mangroves and rainforest patches swamps lagoons coral reefs uh, seagrass meadows terrific marine life you got four and a half thousand square kilometres of just paradise. So you can stop in at the Black Point Cultural Centre and you'll see a display of Aboriginal and Mackeson and European histories of the whole area. And you can pitch a tent if you want to at one of the two camping grounds. You can try your luck uh, just catching the local species of mackerel and queenfish and trevally and shark and snapper. And there's a variety of reef fish there as well. And, and if you, you've got to, if you're into diving, then don't miss exploring the eerie ruins of the failed Victoria settlement. So it's accessible only by boat and access is by air, sea or an unsealed road. So you need four-wheel drive and you've got to go through Arnhem Land and that's usually open in the dry season between May and September, depending upon the rains. And importantly, this is really important, a park permit is required. So where is it? Well, it's about 570k northeast of Darwin. It's called Black Point, Coburg Peninsula, Northern Territory. And you're just going to have a great time. But you've got all the facilities there. You've got a barbecue, you've got boating facilities, you've got caravan and camper trailer and camper van sites and normal campsites as well. Uh, you've got an interpretive centre, there's lookouts, there's picnic area, toilet showers. You can do bird watching there, maybe some boating, some camping, some fishing, obviously some four-wheel driving, and some hiking. There's scenic drives and there's walks. There's all the things there. It's just going to be fabulous. But if you're going to go up to the Northern Territory, then there's so many things to do. If you're into Aboriginal culture or food and drink or festivals and events or whatnot, there's so many things that you can do. But the, the whole area of the Northern Territory, you've, you've got different segments that are good. So you can go by region if you want to. So you've got Darwin and its surrounds and you've got Alice Springs and its surrounds and Uluru uh, and Kakadu and Catherine and Arnhem Land and Tennant Creek and the Barclay region. Uh, so many things. But you've got lovely national parks because you've got Kakadu National Park and Litchfield National Park and Kings Canyon. That oh, If you haven't done that, the Tiwi Islands. Check that out. Check them out. <laughs> and then you've got East Arnhem Land and Mataranka. 
oh, there's so many things to do. And there's even more places after that. So if you want to go to the West McDonald Ranges, you can do that. But there's other things to do. It's whatever you want because you can get culture. You can get a relaxed vibe. You can choose wetlands or wildlife. You can chat with locals at anywhere you stop. Everyone's always, in my experience, are always happy to have a bit of a, a chat. The Tiwi Islands, well, the, you've got to do that. You'll, it says, <laughs> this is what they say, you'll feel your cheeks hurt from so much smiling because you'll discover the beautiful Tiwi Islands, which is the island of smiles. So you take a trip across the water from Darwin and you'll just find a unique haven. It's thriving with Aboriginal arts, culture and fishing lodges and coastal landscapes and beautiful sunsets. If you're into sunsets, I love a sunset. If you're into sunsets, you'll love it. And the Tiwi Islands is just, it's a destination like no other. Now, in, in this world where everybody's seen everything and, and, you, and so many people go to the major tourist attractions, it's so exciting when you find something that is real and Aussie and unique. So the Tiwi Islands, you've got two main islands. You've got Bathurst Island and Melville Island. They're about 80k north of Darwin. And, and most of the residents are of Aboriginal descent, and you'll, you'll meet some of them on cultural and wildlife tours. But the people of the Tui Islands, they're famous for their traditional lifestyle. So you've got stunning artwork, like stunning artwork, and vibrant fabrics and textiles, and there's a, a real passion for football. So if you've got a spare football jersey at home or a spare football at home, you take it up there because, you know, and, and leave it with them. Just give it to them because they would love that. Or if you've got a spare pair of of, uh, you know, footy boots or, or um, uh, you know, sneakers or whatever you got, sand shoes, do that because that, that's terrific. So the Isle of Smiles, I think that's where you've got to go to. So the Tiwi Islands, it's just wonderful. So you've got the both islands, but there's so many things to do. You'll find that, that the, the Melville Lodge is, it's featured in Tourism Australia's international marketing campaign. You've got great fishing. It's a world-class sport fishing destination. If you want to, you can fly across. It's about a 30-minute flight from Darwin. And so you're in the Northern Territory. So if you're already up in the Northern Territory, get to Darwin, get a 30-minute flight across from there. And it, it's just fabulous. You're just going to have a terrific time. If you're going to have a terrific time, I reckon we might go for another song. What do you reckon? Now, this one's a bit good. <laughs> this one's a bit good. It's called Santa Bring Me a Dinosaur. If you haven't heard it, oh, you'll love it. It's by Bob Brown. It's another Aussie song. So Santa Bring Me a Dinosaur. Are you ready for this? I, I just love bringing you different Christmas music. It's fun for me to try and find it for you. So Santa Bring Me a Dinosaur. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. This show is called On the Road. You'll find us on Spotify if you go to On the Road Media on Spotify or you'll find us on our website, ontheroadmedia.com.au. And it's just terrific being with you. Hey, haven't we had... Haven't we had a lot of good places to go to? Even though we've been locked down for so much of the year, Australia, we are so lucky. It's so vast and big and beautiful. And ah, oh, it's terrific. So Santa, bring me a dinosaur. Here we go, Bob Brown. You enjoy it. Christmas comes, I don't want a bike or toys and things that other kids like. I don't want a cat or a Labrador. Santa, bring me a dinosaur. Like the Tyrannosaurus Rex or the Brontosaurus with the big long necks. Santa, won't you please ensure that you bring me a dinosaur? Santa, bring me a dinosaur. Old as a million years or more. As tall as the second floor Santa bring me a dinosaur Santa bring me a dinosaur With bloodshot eyes and a giant jaw One to keep forevermore Santa bring me a dinosaur I'll take it to obedience school And show it how to swim in the swimming pool Build it a bed on a ton of straw If you bring me a dinosaur I'll teach it lots of games to play And promise I'll walk it every day On a leash that'll keep in the kitchen drawer If you bring me a dinosaur Santa, bring me a dinosaur Old as a million years or more Reached as tall as the second floor Santa, bring me a dinosaur Santa, bring me a dinosaur With bloodshot eyes and a giant jaw One to keep forevermore Santa, bring me a dinosaur Now a 
saber-toothed tiger wouldn't be bad But how would I explain it to me mum and dad They'd make me send it back for sure Santa bring me a dinosaur One that likes to chase a ball And comes to me every time I call If it's not against the law Santa bring me a dinosaur Santa bring me a dinosaur Old as a million years or more as tall as the second floor Santa bring me a dinosaur Santa bring me a dinosaur With bloodshot eyes and a giant jaw One to keep forevermore Santa bring me a dinosaur Santa bring me a dinosaur Old as a million years or more Least as tall as the second floor Santa bring me a dinosaur Santa bring me a dinosaur With bloodshot eyes and a giant jaw One to keep forevermore Santa, bring me a dinosaur. Uh, Santa, bring me a dinosaur. <laughs> Isn't that good? That was Bob Brown. Santa, bring me a dinosaur. Now, maybe, maybe you haven't got all your Christmas shopping done yet. And you know, you know there's something you should buy that somebody really, really wants. Not just a cake of soap or a box of chocolates or another pair of socks or some underwear or whatever. Something they really want. So, around and getting them underwear... You can get them new drawers. Oh, yes, new drawers from Off-Road Systems because Off-Road Systems have the best four-wheel drive storage drawers I reckon you could buy anywhere in the world. But they're Australian. They are made here in Australia. They're Australian-owned. They're Australian-designed. They're Australian-created. They are manufactured right here in Australia. Isn't that fabulous? So they, they don't just build drawers. They build an entire vehicle storage System. They give you a solution for whatever you want to do. So if you need a fridge slide or a cargo barrier or a, a stainless steel water tank or cargo barrier shelves or a, a top drawer uh, table or top a drawer top table or a traveller table or a, a car back kitchen, whatever you want, they do it all for you. And they're Aussie offroadsystems.com. .au, and they are fabulous, and they, they make their own fridge slides. But importantly, they, they make an off-road systems premium generator slide. So, you know, you might know somebody that says, look, I'm going camping, I'm doing this, and I, I, they should have one of these. And what a lovely gift that you can give them or give yourself. I think that's a nice thing to do as well, because the slide was designed to suit the Honda 2.0 generator, which is part of the EU inverter series, and the slide enables the generator to be located in a secure area, like the side compartment of a, of a camper or a motorhome or a trailer, and it slides out to operate so that the generator can quite happily operate on the slide because the runners are rated at 120 kilograms. So that's what they're rated at, 120 kilograms, and you're talking about one of these little generators. So the slide has a number of fixing features for the Honda, you can strap the Honda down to the side with tie-down straps to the loops, front and rear of the tray. You can padlock the Honda to the slide using the security cable that's generally supplied with the generator, or you can purchase one of those separately, or you can bolt the Honda to the tray using the bolts that are screwed through the rubber feet. So that's fabulous. So it uses heavy-duty three-stage, 120-kilogram rated overextension runners, which allow the slide to be extended more than Australian. So this is just fabulous, just fabulous. And you're going to use your generator because you can easily refuel it, but you, you can use your 240-volt outlet or your 12-volt charger, whatever you want to do. So the, the tray of the slide's a little wider and a little longer than the body of the Honda to allow for the protective cover that's often supplied with the Honda. And, and that clearance also means there's no contact with the sides of the Honda and the slide while running or travelling. So there you go. But if you want a stainless steel water tank, well, they're designed to fill the gap between the back of the drawers, the off-road systems drawers, and the back of your seat. So the space is, is pretty often just a forgotten space. Well, that's where off-road systems are so clever because they're Aussie and they give you this water system that fits into that spot. So you put the stainless steel water tank in that cavity and it just fills it neatly. It provides a totally flat surface behind the seats. The water is drained through a gravity-fed hose and it's accessible through the rear passenger door. If you want to, you can have an electric pump and a tap. So, oh, hey, if you want to be the one that gets most remembered at Christmas time, I'm going to give you a phone number. Now, importantly, off-road systems are not only manufactured in Australia, but they sell Australia-wide. So they will sell and deliver wherever. So I'm going to give you a phone number, 024647 6322. Again, 024647 
4647 6322 off systems.com.au off Now, one of the things we're going to do now is we're going to go to the Hunter Airshow. Are you ready for the Hunter Airshow? Oh, I think it's going to be just fabulous. Now, the Hunter Airshow is in New South Wales. It's, it's entertainment in the skies, but, oh, there's so much to do. So there's things to do in the air and on the ground. So it's at the Hunter Valley Air Show. It's in Cessnock Airport. It's Saturday the 13th and Sunday the 14th of March. So get your pencils out. So if you're coming from interstate, this is in New South Wales and it's in the Hunter Valley. So, oh, if you want some wine, that's the place to go. So it's a blockbuster weekend. As they say, it's in full throttle, but it's family entertainment. It's got something for everyone. So you've got hair-raising aerobatics. You've got historical warbirds. I'll tell you more about those. You've got amusement rides. There's markets. There's beer in a wine garden. There's street food. And you can take to the sky if you want to. You can go in a helicopter or an adventure flight. You can take part in the paper aeroplane competition. Oh, I'd be looking that up now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You can jump in a virtual cockpit of a fighter jet or just sit back and, and watch the non-stop airborne spectacular taking place overhead. So tickets are on sale now. And you just go to huntervalleyairshow.com.au, huntervalleyairshow.com.au. But there's things on the ground, there's things in the air. In the air, oh, some of the planes you're going to see are just amazing. You might get to see the F-18 Hornet, the Hawker Hurricane, the Wolf Pits Pro, uh, an L-39 Albatross, the Wirraway. Now, the Wirraway is an Australian plane, an Australian plane. A Spitfire, that's there, the Kitty Hawk. Uh, the Trojan, the Pilatus PC-21, the Rebel 300. You might see the big P-8A Poseidon. The Sky Aces are going to be there. They're an aerobatics team. The Grumman Avenger is going to be there. A Mustang, you'll actually see a Mustang. So it's an Australian-built Mustang, which improved on the American P-51 design. This is an aeroplane, not a car. <laughs> this is the aeroplane, the Mustang. It was produced too late for World War II, but the RAAF Mustangs were just fabulous. They were assigned to Japan for occupation duties. And, and then you got a Yak-52, which from memory was Russian, I think. And then the Hawk 127. Oh, the Wolf Pits and the, and the Pits S1SE. Oh, so terrific. You've got much, much, much to do there. Much, much, much to do. You're going to have a great time. But on the ground, oh, bear in mind, you're going to the Hunter Valley, so there's lots to do, but there's something for everyone. So you've got markets and face painting and street food and local food vendors and, and, and adventure flights and amusement rides. There's a car show. There's motocross. There's wine tasting. There's craft beer. There's helicopter rides. There's handcraft. There's military vehicles are going to be there as well, so you've got to go and see the military vehicles. But the car show, that should just be amazing just by itself. So there you go. So huntervalleyairshow.com.au because you've got to start filling up your 2021 calendar with good stuff. So that's in March. I think that's going to be fabulous. 13th to 14th of March, 2021. You ready for a song? I think you're ready for a song. I think this will be good. Are you ready? I think, what are we going to do? I think we'll do another, we'll do another Bucko and Champs, I think. That's Colin Buchanan and Greg Champion. Colin Buchanan and Greg Champion. But they call themselves Bucko and Champs. And this is the Frosty Yobbo. <laughs> the Frosty Yobbo. You ready? <laughs> you enjoy that. I love Christmas, Todd. Do you love Christmas? I love Christmas. Here we go. You enjoy this. And don't forget, that's the Hunter Valley Air Show. And you can find it on huntervalleyairshow.com.au. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. This show is on the road. Oh, it's great being on the road with you. So have a song, eh? The Frosty Yobbo. Here we go, Bucko and Champs. Snowballs at him with a non-stop whack, whack, whack But they got more than they bargained for when he up and chucked them back The police called in the special squad, they cordoned off the park They finally got their snowman when they jumped him after dark They locked him in the cooler, they couldn't let him thaw A magistrate will not convict a puddle on the floor 
We can't have Yobbo Snowman out there frightening the kids. Chucks a snowball when he's heavily provoked. Frosty the Obo, as everybody knows, is a snowman with an attitude and a carrot for a Now, the Frosty Yobbo. Have you heard it before? The Frosty Yobbo. I think it's terrific. I've got an interview for you. You ready? Here we go. Hi, uh, g'day. It's Scott Gibbons. Hey, I'm here. This is just terrific. I'm here for Jacqueline Bowl. Now, you hear me talk to Jacqueline oh, so often because she's an expert. She knows everything about trailer and caravan repairs. In fact, her business is called Bold Trailer and Caravan Repair Centre. And they're in New South Wales. They're in Sydney, just south of Sydney, in a place called Carringbow, which is just terrific. But I was just talking to, to Jacqueline and saying, what, what's been the biggest request for people to put on their RV this year? And what has it been, Jacqueline? For Christmas, it's definitely the Grip Sport bike rack. The Grip Sport bike rack. Correct. So, so that's to put a bike rack onto your... Oh, you can put the bike racks. They have uh, bike racks for the backs of cars, but they have bike racks specifically made for caravans and camper trailers. Oh, really? Yes. Fabulous. So if you've got a caravan, you can put your bike rack onto the caravan. Correct. And they specifically design it for the A-frame. And the key to that is, you know, it saves on space. You are keeping within the legal requirements of the length of your caravan for some people. And by putting the bike rack on the A-frame, it will also uh, help reduce any bounce or sway that putting the bikes on the back of the van may cause. So legally, you can only have uh, so much protruding past your lights yes. on the back yes, of, yes, of any yes. vehicle. So this is designed not to just go on. You can put it on the back, but you can actually put it on the front on the A-frame. So it's not... You don't not, have that issue. Oh, Some people have spare tyres on the back or they might have a toolbox on the back with the lights mounted past there. There's, there's obviously things that can be done if... Yes. You need a bike rack on the back of your caravan, yeah. camper, your RV. But these are specifically made for caravans and camper trailers. Obviously, they're caravan models yeah. I'm talking about here. For the A-frame. Now, the normal bike rack that I'm aware of was the stock standard, pretty nasty bit of gear that you put onto your tow bar, mm-hmm. put a bike, maybe two on, on it, and that was it. But it basically destroyed everything else correct so, so you're tell me about the grip sport it, it was like an upside down l and it went in that's it on your toe ball yeah. and it held your bikes just by the top frame and they bounced and, and bounced and, and wobbled and, and rattled and correct yeah. which is what a lot of people don't realize when you put bikes on the back of your caravan no matter what brand because we we you know sell multiple brands and we fit all brands in every way shape and form to caravans and campers so you know we've seen them all we've touched them all we've fitted them all but what people don't realise is when you put it on the back of your caravan or your camper, there's a lot of bounce. And what does that yes. bounce add to? That bounce, worst case scenario, can add to sway and risk of rollover. Wow, okay. If you've got four bikes hanging off the back, that's a lot of movement that can be going in opposition to the rest of everything else. So the grip sport is designed... To, not, to have that not happen. Oh. You're going to see bounce, but the way they're supported in, they're not just hanging and they're not freely bouncing around. They're actually cradled in. They call it a hoop and a taco that holds the wheels of the bike. So it's supported in from underneath and then supported in from over the top with a bracing piece. 
So it's actually held in and locked in really securely to the bike. So your bikes aren't wobbling around. Not like they were in the old sure. clipper from the beginning and they could sort of move. So it's, it's called Grip Sport. Grip Sport. Now, where are they made? So they're made here in Australia. It is Australian. Australian. <laughs> it's Australian manufactured yeah. in Victoria. Ah, fabulous. The powder coating is done in Australia. Oh. The construction is done in Australia. You ring the company and the owners pick up the phone and talk to you. They're Aussies too. They're Aussies ah. too. Um, they have a great sense of humour. They are fabulous to deal with. But these have phenomenal warranties on them. They are absolutely strong and secure and brilliant. They are not the cheapest on the market, but you get what you pay for. So um, a lot of people will have a different size bike, like my bike will be bigger, a ch children's bike smaller. So do, it, do you have to have various models? If, no, everything on them is adjustable. So you can buy these racks in various sizes. So you can buy them to carry one bike, to carry two bikes, to carry three bikes, or to carry four bikes. And if you have four bikes, you can have mama bear, papa bear, yep, baby, baby bear. baby bear and middle-sized bear. Really? Or, or bear's friend if you've taken a, a, a child's friend camping with you. But the you. same one, you can adjust it to fit four big bikes if you want. You can indeed. Oh, dear. So, How good is that? And the beauty is the standard models, each bike can be up to 30 kilos, which even takes most of the e-bikes. Oh. And some people will say, oh, look, I've got a bike that's got really wide wheels. No dramas. Oh, we, yeah, the big mud wheels, yeah. We can actually order it with, with the oversized hoop and taco. <laughs> so a standard model will take tyres up to three inches wide, which is pretty much most your e-bikes, your, your mountain bikes, definitely your road bikes. Like, there's not many over that. But say you've got something that's more of a hybrid that's got a massive... Yeah, the big fat one. Super, super, super fat. Yeah. We can get those to go up to six inches wide. So we just order it with the right parts for you. They're because it's Aussie made, they can make it for you. Yes, they ah. literally have it. So you can buy it with different pieces that you need. Yeah. Now, some people will say, look, I have a Jayco expander. My bed pulls out the front. I need to completely remove it. There's a quick release model. Pull a pin and lift the whole thing off. And the post it attaches to when you pull the Jayco expander bed out or any camper trailer like that will be sitting underneath. So it doesn't impact it. Oh. But they're also securable. You can secure it on. Look, they're all pinned on in there. If someone's really going to come and, you know, they want to nick off with it, they're going to nick off with anything. Organised crime, they're going to come with yeah. battery-powered tools. They're going to take stuff and run. But this is... Engineered properly. Engineered correctly for travel correctly. You might have gas bottles and a toolbox on the front of your camper trailer. Well, everything is adjustable on these so that we can often put that up and, and uh, fit it back over the top of your toolbox, over your gas bottles, to maximise space and turning circle when you're driving, um, but then have a tilting model so you can literally pull a pin and flick it up ah. forward. So while you're travelling and you might want to get something out of the boot or check your gas bottle to refill at the petrol station, you can just tilt it forward to deal with it without having to take the bikes off. Pop it all back down, put the pin in and keep going. So where you're saying you can put it on the A-frame or whatever, and mm -hmm. a lot of people with their bikes, they're going to be doing downhill runs and doing all the, the rough stuff. Yep. So that means you can put it on your camper trailer or your off-road caravan, and you're going to be going humping and bumping all over the place. Yep. So that's been your biggest thing, your biggest seller this year for everybody adding on to their RV. Absolutely. People want right. to be able to go set up at their caravan parks but then be able to go bike riding. But there's an even better part to all of this, Scott, is they actually supply, you can buy an adapter that you slide into your square receiving hitch on the back of your car and yeah. you can remove the bike carrier from the caravan, put the bikes on the back of your car. Oh. And so no longer do you need two different bike racks. Oh. And Gripsport do specifically make bike racks for the backs of cars and we sell those too and they are brilliant. But if you've got a caravan, you can use the one for both vehicles. So Genius. you might go on your holiday or be doing the big lap of Australia or an extended tour and you love bike riding and you want to get out and see the destination around you. Yeah. But perhaps you don't want to have to ride from the caravan park or wherever you've pulled up. You can put in the adapter into the back of your car, click the bike rack onto the back of the car, drive off to where you want to start bike riding and... And you've only had to buy the one bike rack. One bike oh, rack. That's so good. All right, so Grip Sport. And for New South Wales, this is where they come. 
Yes, Certainly yeah, for yeah. the Shire, this is where they yeah, come. absolutely. Greater Sydney. All right. Um, so know, give us your here. phone number, Jacqueline. We're 02-8544-8114. Oh, yeah. And I actually ship these right around Australia. Oh, do you really? I do. To your, delivered to your door. Ah, fabulous. All righty. So there you go. 0285448114. Jacqueline Bold. This is Bold TCRC. If you need anything to know about your caravan, your RV, you just give Jacqueline a call. She will get you the answer. All righty. Jacqueline, you deserve a song. It's Christmas time. What would you like? It is Christmas, and we've got to go with John Williamson for Christmas photo. <laughs> John, now if you haven't heard this song, and maybe you haven't, but you certainly haven't heard it in a while, you're just going to love it. Get ready to giggle again. Here we go, John Williamson, and this is for Jacqueline and for you. It's December in Australia, time to remember all the family Christmas tree, native pine, lights and tinsel all entwined. Put a fairy on the top, there's Gran and Pa and Joan and Pop. The ham and turkey's organised, won't the grandkids be surprised when Santa comes in big black boots in the back of Chaco's youth. Oh, 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 oh. It's December in Australia, time to remember all the family Gather round for a photo, hang on Dad, where did Sam go? We've got to get everyone in the picture Oh, here he is, come on Sam Now say cheese Wait a minute, the bubbles is missing Oh, yum yum pig's bum Christmas pudding All the ladies do the cooking All the men are really slack Slapping each other on the back How you been, Tangles? How was your year? Might rain tomorrow, have a cold beer I hear young Greg is playing fullback I guess he gets it all from you, Jack Blah, 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 blah Who's for a game of Oh, it's December in Australia, time to remember all the family. Gather round for a photo. Hang on, Dad, where did Sher go? We've got to get everyone in the picture. Oh, here she is. Come on, Sher. Say cheese. Wait a minute, Annie's not here. Oh, me not out. Oh, yes, you are, Nick. It's your bowl. Max, don't bowl too quick. Oh, Nick has run off with the bat. After him, across the flat. Come on, Cub, you've had a bowl. Give the ball to Christy. Tom Tit Peewee Brookie sidekick, you're on my side, grab the bat quick, now he's run off with the stump. Better give that nick a thump. Think I'll have another beer, huh? Oh, it's December in Australia, time to remember all the family, gather round for a photo. Hang on, Dad, where did Amy go? We've got to get everyone in the picture. Oh, here she is. Come on, Amy. Everybody now say cheese. Oh, wait a minute, Hetty's not here. Today free when the campers leave the lake Bits of chook and chocolate cake It's Christmas time for him as well So his big long belly swell <laughs> Oh it's December in Australia Time to remember all the family Gather round for a photo Hang on Dad, where did Fox go? Gotta get everyone in the picture Oh here she is, come on now Fox Everybody say cheese Hold it there now. Got it. Oh, it's December in Australia. Uh, John Williamson, Christmas photo. Isn't John Williamson just getting better and better and better? I know he didn't sing that song. Just, It's not one of his newest ones, but he's just so talented. He's an amazing man and a brilliant Aussie. Now. G'day Parks, G'day Parks. They are terrific. They're one of Australia's leading community of independent caravan and holiday parks. So you, you probably knew them as top parks, but the G'day Parks network has grown over to 280 parks. It's making it the largest of its kind in Australia. So you've got more holiday parks in more places, and they say they've got an unmatched choice in freedom and great accommodation and a warm 
and welcoming your day. And I think that's pretty terrific. That's pretty terrific. But they've got some amazing things that they've got going on now because they've had uh, 10 new parks join them. So 10 new parks. And one of those is the Rolling Stone Beachfront Rolling Stone. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. If you want satisfaction, that's where you go. The Rolling Stone Beachfront Resort in Queensland at Rolling Stone. It, it, it's in Townsville in Queensland. It's got everything. It's got everything. It's set between the, the beach and what they term a barramundi-filled lake in Townsville. You're in North Queensland, so it's glorious all the time, most of the time anyway. And you've got an idyllic tropical getaway. It's got a huge resort-style swimming pool, and it's a beachfront. It's a lakeside accommodation. You've got uh, everything there if you want just some fun. So it's a kid's paradise. You've got the jumping pillow. Oh, those jumping pillows are fabulous. And then you've got sandcastles. You've got a BMX track and a basketball hoop and there's a playground. And so there's something there to keep everybody occupied. And you've got miles of sandy beaches and a beach cafe bar and pizza and live music on Saturday nights in the high season. Oh, it's one of those places you might never want to leave. And you've got a terrific array of accommodation and you've got some dog-friendly sites and they're separated from the dog-free sites by the lake and the beachfront. So you've got two and three bedroom spa villas and they overlook the ocean. And you've got views from the windows and the deck and there's well-appointed ocean view cabins and they've got comfy beds and bunks and lounges and dinings and outdoor settings. And then you've got beachfront caravan and camping sites and you've got a, a grassy place just to sit and watch the sunrise over the beach. And, and some have got en suite, so that's all terrific. And you can park your rig under the palms overlooking the glassy lake. So you've got a, a well-equipped camp kitchen, uh, some Wi-Fi, there's an activity room, there's a kiosk. And Townsville, ah, oh, there's always something to do in Townsville. Townsville is just one of those golden places. The resort's close to the waterfalls, which are in the tropical hinterland. And handy if you want to go and play a round of golf. And Townsville, well, it's a great way. If you want the gateway to the Great Barrier Reef, it's Townsville. It's just beautiful. And you've got exotic tropical marine life. The, the uh, let's see, there's Butte Museum, a maritime museum in Townsville that I went to. Oh, it's a beauty. It is a beauty. Uh, Townsville is also a mecca for scuba divers. So if you like to explore, it's got some of the world's best wreck dives. So there you go. And the Strand, oh, that's a popular beachfront promenade. So you will be fine. So that's one of theirs. That's one of theirs. That's the Rolling Stone. But they've got another one, which is called uh, the, the Larimar Wayside Inn. And that's in the Northern Territory at Larimar. And that's, that's just fabulous again, because it's about 430-odd K from Darwin, about 158 K southeast of Catherine on the Stewart Highway. It's renowned for its colourful publicans <laughs> who epitomise the Northern Territory. And then you've got the sign the gate says, icy cold beer. And after a long drive, that might be a draw card for you. That just might be the draw card. But if you're after some fantastic yarns and, and whatnot, then the Larimer Wayside in Caravan Park, that might be the one for you. Again, it's a good day park. But you've got a swimming pool and a spa and a kiosk and a store and it, it could just be the tempting place for you to stay because you've got some shady powered sites and some unpowered sites and that's good. Larimer was the railhead on the North Australia Railway during World War Two. It's so it, it transported troops by rail to Darwin and the number forty five Australian Camp Hospital was established there. So the town served as a railhead until the line closed in nineteen seventy six and the pub the Pink Panther, originally located about 9k south, moved into Larimer on the side of the Larimer Wayside Inn. So there you go. It's a thing. It's also the site of the Great Stubby. So if, if you're travelling along the road, and it'll emerge like a barrage from the red dirt. So there you go. And, and the Wayside Inn, the Larimer Wayside Inn, is famous. It's a restaurant, and, and it's famous for its homemade pies. So when they're freshly baked every morning, I tell you, I think I'd walk over a broken glass for a good pie. I think that's about one of the best things you could do. Oh, getting a good pie. Oh, fabulous. Cape Patterson Holiday Park in Victoria. That's in Cape Patterson. Again, it's another good day park. So it's, it's overlooking a sheltered beach. It's just 19 minutes from Melbourne. Fabulous place if you're into fishing or families and all the things like that. So you might enjoy this one. Cape Patterson forms part of the uh, Butterong. Marine Reserve. It's a quiet town. It's steeped in natural beauty and tranquility. You've got a general store, you've got a tavern, and it's just 
picturesque road. So as you're driving in, you will just, oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. It's just going to be beautiful. You're about 70k from Wilson's Prom, which is Wilson's Promontory, which is in the South Gippsland. Uh, and the scenery is just wonderful. You've got a perfect spot if you like fishing and surfing and swimming and walking and relaxing. Then you can take a tour of Wonthagi. That's the underground mine, so you'll learn what it was like to work in a coal mine in the 90s, and you can tour the network of tunnels, and you can meet Cobber, the pit pony, or climb on the steam locomotives, and there's a heritage walk, so, oh, you're going to have a beaut time. So there's over 100 caravan and camping sites in a beautiful bushland setting, easy access to the beach. You can cook up a storm in the camp kitchen. Oh, you're going to have a great time. So G'day Parks, you might want to check them out. Now, it's G'day, G-D-A-Y, Parks, P-A-R-K-S, dot com dot A-U. G'day Parks, dot com dot A-U. I think you're going to have a terrific time doing that. If you want a terrific time, I've got a song for you. Now, I don't know whether you've heard this one. because We're doing all Christmas carols, aren't we? I mean, we're just about on Christmas and things are happening. So we'd like to give you a bit of a laugh. This one's a dingo style, my Christmas pudding or a dingo-style My Christmas Pud, whichever way you want to do it. Darren Coggan did this. Oh, it's terrific. So if you like it, <laughs> I reckon you will. You have a little listen to this. It's going to be fun. But g'dayparks.com.au, you might enjoy some of the things that they've got on offer for you. They're about the biggest in Australia. So there you go. A dingo-style My Christmas Pud. Darren Coggan, you'll enjoy this. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. This show is called On The Road. We're on the road with you. Oh, every week. And if you want more of On The Road, just go onto our website. Go onto Spotify. Go on to On The Road Media. And if you go on the website, it's ontheroadmedia.com.au. And we've got so many, so many podcasts on there for you. So again, I'm just letting you know, if you've run out of Christmas presents or you know somebody that you think has got everything, I bet you they don't have all the podcasts. So you can make them available to them. And then they can go travelling and learn all about Australia and some of the great places to see and some good things. So there you go. On the roadmedia.com.au. My name's Scott Gimmons. Here's a dingo style my Christmas put, Darren Coggan. Grandma's Christmas pudding is the best there's ever been. Served with steaming custard or a dollop of fresh green But one year things went pear-shaped and it breaks my heart to say We didn't get our pudding that fateful Christmas day It was sitting on the windowsill, cooling in the shade Grand left it there while she went off to get some lemonade didn't know that lurking up behind the old gum tree Was a dingo with an attitude itching for a feed Oh, the turkey's on the table, prongs on the barbecue Enough to feed an army for a week or two The mince pies are amazing, the gravy's extra good Too bad the dingo's gone and stolen grandma's Christmas food Tongs, Grandma grabbed a rake We all ran out the back door As Mum yelled, watch out for snakes The chase was on for one and all And Dad was in the lead oh, Even fat old Uncle Joe Impressed us with his speed oh, The turkey's on the table Corn's on the barbecue Run like lightning, and this one was extra fast. Finally, we all collapsed, defeated on the grass. We thought we'd seen the last of him, but in the weeks to come, Dad kept on finding sixpences in piles of dingo dumb. Oh, the turkeys on the table, prawns on the barbecue. Stolen grandma's Christmas pudding Oh, the turkey's on the table Corn's on the barbecue Enough to feed an army for
Dingo's gone and stolen Grandma's Christmas book Mongrel. <laughs> Did you love it? A dingo stole my poor Darren Coggan. I think it's terrific. <laughs> I do. I think it's terrific. Four-wheel driving and track care, uh, hemamaps.com. Uh, they are just fabulous people. They're Australian and they're fabulous and they, they do maps for every part of this brilliant nation. But they've just come out with this thing about four-wheel driving and track care. It says how often... Have you seen a post shared on social media that makes you shake your head in absolute disbelief because some idiot has destroyed a campground because they've done donuts around it with their four-wheel drive? Um, so, and what they're saying is, rather than having to put in a CCTV at every campsite in Australia, then what we've got to do is have some respect for the land and teach others to have respect for the land, and that is to basically tread lightly. So, you know, do all the things you want to do, Respect the land, but take only photographs. And then leave your campsite better than you found it. Better than you found it. That means you take your rubbish with you and you pick up any other rubbish that's there. And it's the little things like that that'll keep our bush pristine because, golly, it's heartbreaking when you go to a campground and, and people have smashed bottles and done various things and made a mess. So there's beautiful volunteer groups like um, Clean Up Australia and Phil's Bush Clean Up and Track Care WA, but... You know, you don't have to keep those people busy. If we all do our little bit, that would be the nice. And when you're speaking of doing a little bit, bush toilet etiquette is one of the things that's really, really, really something that we've got to teach not only the adults but the kids so that the new generations know exactly what it's all about. So you use the toilets if they're provided, but if not, you can dig a hole, but your hole has to be at least 30 centimetres deep, at least 30 centimetres deep. And then you bury the waste having burnt the used toilet paper. So uh, what they're saying is do your business, but at least 150 metres from a water source. So now when you're a creek or a river or anything like that, 150 metres away from a water source and then your tracks and your campsites and uh, look after everything. Uh, if, it, if you've got nappies or sanitary products, take them with you. Take them with you. And then stick to the marked track. So don't go driving off track or onto protected dunes that will damage trees or plants or possibly harm nesting birds. You know, try and do the right thing. Join a four-wheel drive club. Oh, you'll get some terrific community spirit. You'll get regular trips. You'll learn so much. And they all participate in looking after the land. So it's a lovely thing to do. So join a four-wheel drive club. Now, that's a great present. Again, if you know somebody with a four-wheel drive and you think, oh, they've got everything, you know, give them a membership to a four-wheel drive club, you know. All you've got to do is, is download a form and, and there you go, you download a form, you give them the money to go with it, all they've got to do is then join up. So that's nice. Take care of your fire. Fires and camping have gone hand in hand. Never leave a campfire unattended, but you've got to extinguish it completely, completely with water. Now, I think, I think I saw where the, the Fraser Island fires, which just decimated half the island, that was started by a, a, some people who just let a fire, a campfire, get out of control. That's what I heard. So obey fire restrictions. Oh, in this land, you've just got to obey fire, fire restrictions. Only collect firewood in specified areas or bring your own milled wood. Bring your own milled wood. Use a fuel stove for cooking. Use designated fireplaces where provided. And if you come across a smoking fire pit, put it out using any water you've got uh, that, that is excess to what you need. And then keep the water bodies clean because the use of detergent or soap or toothpaste or sunscreen or insect repellents, they just pollute the waterways and, and they can be harmful to the aquatic life. So wash your dishes and bathe at least 100 metres away and apply repellents and sunscreen after you've had your swim, not, not before you swim, after you've had your swim, because you don't want to put all those greasy things in the pristine waters. We go and see that beautiful water, we go, oh, mate, this is so beautiful. Well, it's not going to be if everybody puts their repellents and their sunscreen and, and their junk into the water. That's just not good. And then 
respect the Indigenous culture because your rock art, your petroglyphs and other sites of the Indigenous people, you don't want them to see them damaged because their rock art is sacred. It's sacred stuff and, you know, let's respect that. And what do you do if you see someone ripping up a campground or dumping rubbish or driving where they shouldn't? Well, record their details. If you can get a, a video of it, that's terrific. Record their registration number, their description, what they look like. Um, he must suggest uh, don't go and approach them just for safety's sake, but contact the police by calling triple zero and then contact the department that manages that park, you know, say it's Parks Victoria or whatever, then contact them and give them all the details as well because that's, that's important. That's what we've got to do. We've got to look after things. Now, speaking of looking after things, then you're all going to get, I guess you're going to get a whole bunch of Christmas cards and on those Christmas cards is going to be stamps and, you know, we tend to just rip open the card Look at the card and enjoy it for a little while, but we throw the envelope away. And, and what you can do is you can get those stamps, or even if you've got a, a coin collection or a stamp collection, but each stamp that comes in can be valuable to a charity. So it doesn't take long to set away those old stamps or those used stamps. And you can actually help. Uh, one of the, the charities that like to get those stamps is the Leprosy Mission Australia, Leprosy Mission Australia. So volunteers of the Leprosy Mission Australia, they sort and they sell the donated stamps at stamp fairs and the money they raise is then used to support projects in, say, Timor-Leste or Nepal or Nigeria or India, Papua New Guinea and Thailand. A hundred donated stamps sometimes can raise enough money to to maybe help the cure to someone affected by leprosy. So every single stamp counts. And an exotic stamp to the right collector could even cure hundreds of people who are affected by leprosy. So, yeah, that's an easy thing. All you've got to do is go on to leprosymission.org.au if you want to find out some more. Leprosy, L-E-P-R-O-S-Y, mission, M-I-S-S-I-O-N, leprosymission.org.au. And maybe you're going to make a huge difference to, to somebody's life. And, and one of the other things you might want to do is consider everybody's doing survival TV shows, but one of the gurus of it is, is a, an Aussie, an Aussie. His name's Bob Cooper, and he conducts survival courses for government agencies and private companies throughout Australia, in fact, throughout the world. He's instructed with the Texas Parks and Wildlife Ranges on Desert Survival Courses over a number of years in the USA. But he's an Aussie. Like, born in Western Australia, does his thing in Western Australia. He's a frequent guest speaker on so many things. But he does uh, instruction on survival. So if you want to go in and check him out, uh, he does courses, and that might be a good present for somebody, again, who you think has got everything, but maybe going to teach them to survive, and that might be good. So bobcoopersurvival.com. Bob coopersurvival.com, all one word, and that might be a beautiful thing. Now, I reckon, oh, I've had a great show with you today. I've really enjoyed it. I think it's been doing Some of the music has been good, huh? Have you enjoyed the music? Have you? <laughs> all righty. I've got one to finish. I played it for you last week, but I think we've got to do it again. It's called Aussie Jingle Bells. Again, it's by Bucko and Champs, but Aussie Jingle Bells, oh, it's terrific. So you're getting ready for Santa Claus, huh? You ready? you got your tree up. You've got your lights up. Do you decorate your caravan? Do you? Do you decorate your caravan? Put little... You can put solar lights around your caravan so it looks all terrific. Oh, wonderful. All righty. Well, hey, well, my name is Scott Gibbons. I love being with you each week. It's terrific. If you've got somebody that you know that you think, hey, we should share this show, you share it. Because I tell you, there's a lot more of you listening each month when they do the numbers. There's a lot more of you coming on. And that's terrific. And that means that more and more sponsors want to come on. So if you know somebody that should be sponsoring the show, you just get him in contact. You get him to send me an email, scott at ontheroadmedia.com.au. Scott, S-C-A-T-T at ontheroadmedia.com.au. But in the meantime, oh, I'm just wishing you the best, best, best Christmas and the most sensational 21. And I hope you're 21 and everyone's 21. is just so much better than 2020. I hope we really get to go back to being the Australia that we can all visit again and get around again. So, yeah. You just you just look after you, look after those you love, and I'll see you on the road. Oh, and before we go, thank you so much for listening, and thank you for sharing the show as much as you do. So you're a listener. My name's Scott Gibbons. It's great being with you. Happy times. See you on the road. Dashing through the bush in a rusty holden ute, kicking up the dust. Esky in the booth, Kelpie by my side, singing Christmas songs 
It's summertime and I am in my singlet shorts and thongs. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Christmas in Australia on a scorching summer's day. Jingle bells, jingle bells, Christmas time is good. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a rusty old and new. Aboard. He is welcome too. All the family is there, sitting by the pool. Christmas Day, the Aussie way by the barbecue. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Christmas in Australia on a scorching summer's day. Hey! Jingle bells, jingle bells, Christmas time is mute. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a rusty holden youth. Kids and Uncle Bruce are swimming in their clothes. The time comes round to go. We take a family snap, then pack the car and all shoot through before the washing up. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Christmas in Australia on a scorching summer's day. Jingle bells, jingle bells, Christmas time is beautiful. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a rusty holding you. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a rusty